Ted Jones messed with the wrong melon farmers. Ted Jones, I also call him the eighth wonder of the real estate world. Ted Jones, who knows, you know, it could be... Ted Jones? The Ted Jones World Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of the Ted Jones World Podcast. I am your host and about at a 45 degree angle from me, once again, part two, I suppose, Peter Moran. Peter, how are you, sir? It's great to be here. Also, great call on the 45 degree angle. That's spot on. You like that? Yeah. Dude, you want to know something funny? Actually, my tennis coach like started talking um, in tennis in terms of mathematics. And like yeah. that's how I really got into actually knowing the 45 degree angle. It's crazy. For like, sure. When you swing a baseball bat and you make contact, where do you yeah. make contact? I would say... The 45, for, 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 my, for my topic's sake, 45 I'm like, degrees. let's call it like a 42. Like a and then when you're throwing a baseball, when you're pitching, 45 degrees. Basically, yeah. you do everything in terms of sports at a 45 degree angle. You shoot a free throw, 45 degrees. You put your feet, 45 degree angle. Yeah. You, know, you serve a tennis ball, 45 degree angle. Like your contact on that ball? Yeah. Dude, yeah. That, that, you like that? A, a tennis serve, baseball, fastball, same deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, 45 degree angle. Good to see yeah. you, man. Um, we talked about this briefly right before we hopped on this podcast. Rudy Giuliani with COVID nightmare. Yeah, it's it's funny that like everyone, it feels like everyone is in the part of the 2020 story, and then like they are capped off by getting COVID. It's like that, yeah. that's how we wrap it up. Right, right, right. So what's gonna what's gonna happen at the end of this year? I was actually talking on the podcast before this with like the space what the fuck guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny, uh, Danny Palmer and Zach McGovern had a podcast called Space What the Fuck before, I guess, and they're not doing it anymore. Oh, damn. But um, <laughs> we were talking about 2020 and potentially how it can end. I was saying, like, I don't know, maybe we could be wiped out just by a massive asteroid. That'd be peaceful. Yeah. There should there should be a grand finale. We should all gather together like we would normal. Right. No mask. I'll chant down three, two, one, and then we just all collapse. Uh, that, <laughs> I mean, that'd be that'd be a peaceful way to to go out. But like. I would like something where we wouldn't know, obviously. Like, a massive fire would be mm. terrible, scary. Yeah. Like, a huge winter storm would be awful. I would maybe, like, some fireworks uh, that have the vaccine in it, and it just all pours down us. Happy ending. Oh, a happy yeah. 2020 <laughs> ending. Like, what, not yeah, possible. <laughs> no, I mean, that that also could work. I don't know. Um, but we'll see, man. We'll see. Also, okay, so speaking of 2020 ending maybe positively, are you Brian Cranston fr- fan? Breaking I'm a Breaking Bad, Bad fan, for okay. sure. Okay, so chances are, you know, you like Walter White, whatever. Yeah. Do you see this new show that he's coming out with on Showtime? I keep seeing that one trailer. So he is like a judge, and then his son apparently murdered someone, and now the, now he's trying to cover for his son, which yeah. is like a very relatable story, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who hasn't had their dad cover <laughs> yeah, for Yeah, and then he, he was also saying, he was like, you know, I honestly feel that like I would be in this position if this was actually my legit son. Yeah, yeah, for family. Who, who? Seriously, for family, you can you can break a lot too. Also, a, a son. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, did you ever get arrested when you were a kid? No, I was I was detained, but I was not arrested. But they did say. What, were you smoking weed or something? No, I was. It was uh, going into my old school. Like we climbed through the building, b- technically breaking and entering. It was innocent. What do you mean, wait, what do you mean climbed through? We that? climbed like the side. <laughs> like we went. There was just an open window in the building. We climbed to the roof. Realized we couldn't get down without like probably breaking a leg. So like, let's just go through the window. My buddy was like, yeah, this place is so outdated. There's no way they have alarm. Of course they had an yeah, alarm. Right? So 
by the time we got out, there were just cops waiting for us. Dude, it wasn't like I swear <laughs> it's so funny. Like all my boys who grew up in the suburbs just have nuts stories about <laughs> like th- about this. Yeah. They didn't put you in the cop car. They put us in the car, but no cuffs. So that's why I say they didn't read me rights. They didn't cuff me. So that's why I say was not. So you're like, am I free to go, sir? They, my dad, who is not a judge, but is a lawyer, <laughs> they're like, guess your dad's a lawyer, and he showed up. But it's like the other guy's dad wasn't a lawyer, and he got out. Like I think what happened was the principal was like, it's fine, whatever. Like, what was the what was the point though of doing this? We, Just like Mich- Michigas. It was like a, it was like a parkour kick. Uh, <laughs> like, <let's climb>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you skateboard when you were younger? No, no, I skateboarded for three weeks when I lived in LA, and oh, I was a grown man, classic. and it was embarrassing. That was great. <laughs> when did you live in LA? Uh, year after graduation, 2016, 17. Nice. Yeah. Just and, you, and you just wanted to go out there for what? I was kind of chasing a girl. Uh, I, I was dating the girl, but she didn't even live in L.A. at the time. She was but just she there was for from a little there. bit. Uh, she was still in school. She lived in L.A. So I kind of went out there because of that, kind of just because, like, why not? I had no purpose. So I just went. And uh, I don't hate L.A., but I, I had a really horrible year. I don't like L.A. Oh, you had a horrible year? Was horrible it because year. of her? I had a bad year because of a girl in L.A. too, man. It was partially because of her. Uh, not her fault, you know. Me chasing her was my fault. Right, right, partially, right. I just had nothing going. L.A. is the least social place. Like, New York, mm-hmm. hey, you want to come over to do a podcast? Sure, see you in 15. Right. L.A., it's like, all right, there's my entire day. Yeah. That's what we're doing. <laughs> like, and I'll be 45 <laughs> minutes late. Yeah. I was like, oh, you can you can ski, you can hike, you can do the beach and go club in the day, same day. I'm like, I can run a triathlon? That sounds miserable. <laughs> like what is the purpose here? <laughs> On it, like just going uh, from one side of LA to the other side is like a, f- a full hour. It's a whole thing. I mean, I really don't like being jammed up in the car. Like I love a good walk and then like yeah. the subway occasionally, but I, I will more so lean on walking. So like, yeah. it le- like how many steps can you realistically hit in Los Angeles just, uh, per day? Unless you're running. It's just not happening. Yeah. You like 2,500, something like that. Not even. No, no. You got to hop in your car to go to the gym, the 20 minutes to the gym, stay there for an hour, 20 minutes back. Everything is a big commitment. And then you have to talk about the traffic for an hour. Everyone shows up to work late, and then we talk about, wow, the four or five was jammed up today until lunch. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then you're like, so what are you guys eating for dinner? (laughs) That's also a funny thing that people do, man. I don't know if it's only, uh, only in New York, maybe. But uh, just people talk, people discussing about dinner just way too much. I feel like maybe that happens in L.A. Just because, like, dinner is such a scene. Well, not now yeah. during COVID, but, like, people always are talking about where to go to dinner next. Where to go is definitely the vibe in L.A. Like, where, where are you going to be at? Where do you see someone? All that. Mm-hmm. I don't – most of the things people talk about, especially in office, I don't want to hear about. Like, I, I used to do this whole bit about how, like, I have to avoid a when. Uh, elevator on a Wednesday because you just can't you can't ask them about last weekend can't ask them about next weekend and like if you really think about it that's all that's all anyone ever talks about oh how's your weekend oh what are you doing next I know weekend? bro and oh dude one of the worst phrases I've heard you know during my during my time of day jobness is happy Friday dude that there's nothing that pisses me off that more than a good old happy Friday I'm like you're really you were that miserable this entire week right and then you're telling me happy Friday and then, like, occasionally I'll just mess with people and be like, God, I cannot wait till Monday. <laughs> or like, oh, today is Monday, my favorite Let's day. go, that'll Monday. F- Dude, that'll freak some people out, let me tell you. Yeah, that's true. Ch- change it up on them. Because what, what are you saying? If, you're, if my boss says something like, oh, you know, Monday is to me. If it's not a peer, if it's a superior saying that, it's like, okay, so you, you admit that we hate this. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to be here. We're on the same page. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so one of the more brutal things, I guess this is like kind of controversial, but hey, man, that's what podcasts are sometimes. Let's go. I, I feel like 
waking up at an hour that is very uncomfortable to go do something that you already don't want to do is like just makes it double uncomfortable. You feel me? Like when I, when I was running early, early in the morning this week, uh, like before 6 a.m., I saw people out and about like walking around. I'm like, why are you like, where are you guys going? Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm up there. I'm up pretty early now these days. Yeah, that's an early bird. So I, I just can only imagine that like, if I were to have a job that I hated, like I would have the, you know, noon shift, noon to nine or whatever it is. That's, that's more like working from home now. I can more feasibly be like, okay, I can accept this. I can like get on board with this. Yeah. Waking up, crawling onto a subway or a bus at eight o'clock. I'm just like, it's, it's. It's a sad thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, dude, and it's crazy because 99% of the, enti- of the entire country does it, too. That's just, yeah, that's just what it is. I'd say one of the more brutal things would be potentially coming in f- or going from Long Island to the city every day. Oh, I don't get uh, this. That's the worst thing about Manhattan, I think, or trying to work in Manhattan is that people get to a certain level, have kids, move to Connecticut or yeah. New Jersey or whatever. And then you still got to come in. That's that you're dealing with the LA commute to live in Manhattan. It's did you, horrible. Yeah. Did you, um, as a as I guess a high school student, like drive around a bunch, or did you have your parents drive you? I drove around. I had a little silver punch bug with a cup holder for fun. Nice. It was it was my mom's car, but right. I, I usually had access to it. So, uh. so I had um, like when I came back from college a bunch, bunch like my shoulders used to get so sore. Like right before, like an hour before I hit the city, there always used to be traffic for the the bridge that I went over, what was it, like the George Washington Bridge? My shoulders used to get so sore, dude, from hanging at 10 and 2. You know what I'm talking about? 10 p.m. and 2 p.m. I feel you. I would just get so sore. Like, I don't understand how people could do that every day. It's like a full workout. I would get stiff. It's horrible. Forget about it. Yeah, sit in your car, listen to a podcast just so you can go listen to a podcast while sitting (laughs) at your desk. Yeah, literally not great. Um, Also, like growing up as a kid in the city, like I feel like walking and taking the subway, I I for sure took for granted, especially living um, like living in the suburbs for four years, like going to Yukon. But there were also so many things that I was exposed to as a child that like I thought was normal. Like anytime I would see a celebrity or whatever, like I would I don't know, like, pretend I knew them just because I lived in New York City. And then, like, when I went to summer camp, I would just lie and, like, say, like, I don't even know, dude. I was like, Mariah Carey's my aunt. (laughs) Like, it's just dumb shit like that. You ever do that? I I have this thing where, like, it's so important to, like, not be impressed if I see a celebrity. Like, I, I don't pretend I know anyone, but I just, oh, yeah, no, I saw Kevin Hart. It was like, whatever. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, playing it, playing it cool. That's hilarious. So I was actually in Brooklyn today. I went to a cemetery. Oh, When's the last time lovely. you went to a cemetery? Um, Probably a long time. Yeah. It's probably the last funeral. It was probably that. I'm proud to bury someone. I was I was thinking about how a funeral, I guess to, uh, I guess to a lot of people, could be pretty dark. Not a funeral. Well, I guess cemetery. like a cemetery. Yeah, yeah, pretty dark. Would you go back and just tour the tour the land? You were just going there to vibe. So my buddy actually wanted to go there for a specific reason. He wanted to find what the hell? What the hell was their name? It was like the Spritz Cookies. Or something. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? That Some particular cookie? No, but are we talking like the inventor was buried there or something like that? Yes, and her grave was like a, a cookbook recipe. Really? So it said like uh, two eggs, uh, cups, and some crap like that. So we'd spend <laughs> like an hour and a half trying to find that. And then we also saw his family um, bury gr- burial ground. 
Uh, but uh, one of the one of the crazier things I was thinking when I was there was like, could you imagine knowing like when you were gonna die? I'm not I'm not sure if, if like that'd be good for a moment or like yeah. that would just be like the worst thing ever to know exactly when you're gonna die. It's too it's too much power. Like I don't think it would be good. But if you told me I know when, do you want me to tell you? I wouldn't be able to resist. I would definitely find out. But if you told me say it's like 60 years from now, then. Does that mean I can just run in front of traffic? Or I, I mean, I, I guess thinking. I could get, like, paralyzed. Okay, yeah. Like, you could potentially die before your date, but mm-hmm. that date is your expiration date. Okay, I mean, There's done. no way you can make it past that date. Ooh, that's not... That's that's tough. You so you could I mean? still have freak accident happen, but, like, you're... Yes. Ooh. But I, you'd maybe more so be more reckless in your life. Yeah. you try more drugs, potentially, knowing that you wouldn't overdose. Although, that'd that's be true. brutal. That'd well, be that embarrassing <laughs> if you overdose and you're like, this guy wasn't supposed to die for yeah. 50 years, dude. Yeah, if it were, like... This is when you die. N- fire, firing like murder, like someone needs to like put a bullet through you. This is when you're gonna die. Then yeah, I would go nuts. I would do crazy well, stuff. Not like jump off buildings, but right. like yeah, do a drug, whatever. Well, you wouldn't know though how you die. You just know that you die at 95. And chances are, if you die at 95, you're not getting shot. Right. If that were the case, at 94, I would do something crazy. Right. <laughs> right. You like smoke weed for the first time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> something These that's old 94 like that. year old lungs fill them up. So, um, second wave coming, ma'am. You and I, by the way, are very distant. Yeah. You like you like yeah. the, how far away we are from this each other. This is very appropriate. Solid eight feet m- oh, at yeah. least. So we're um we Peter and I would usually uh, be on the couch together right now on camera, but we're just doing audio, so we're keeping it um pretty safe and clean. So the second wave approaching i believe mm-hmm. how do you feel about the governor closing restaurants again do you think he is that ha- is that like a right move to do is that official by the way no okay no no no, not yet i have mixed feelings i'm personally avoiding them at this point i'm not going into restaurants bars uh i don't think it's safe but i understand there's a give and take between like keeping them a lot keeping like most of new york businesses are are bars and restaurants so if it's necessary for them to survive the people need that work. I can understand the angle on it. It's probably best if we shut it down for like eight weeks. I mean, that's what kind of worked in the beginning. You know, yeah. when we did shut it down, like the cases really did, I mean, significantly drop. We're as bad as we ever were right now. Right. But the, I think the thing is right now, maybe you allow these business because like there's no way that business owners could, you know, survive two separate closures. It's just like any restaurant that's even surviving now has got to be struggling. Yeah. And then I think it should be potentially up to the owners, man. You know, like if an owner wants to keep their spot open and no one's going to show up, like, okay, power to them. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what it is now. I feel I feel like money needs to be, you know, we, we need to. I, I do think more stimulus needs to happen. For I think sure. it, I think that's that's the main issue. Like whatever, you know, free country people want to go inside a restaurant, people want to work at one, your choice. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we should be able to keep new york alive by expediting the process until we're like semi-normal yeah and maybe spend a few shekels and and the thing is also like some of these restaurants when they initially started the business or like opened up the business their paperwork wasn't like super in order so like when the government was giving out all these Mm -hmm. loans to the small businesses like some companies just like or stores just didn't even get it because their paperwork wasn't in order yeah i've seen a lot of just folded up restaurants on my block it's a shame uh i mean D- delivery will remain open, like, no matter what. So I feel like for, for a lot of these places, like, something. We can be doing something, you know. We can be – that that's, like, a fair balance as well. Like, that helps the restaurant say, like, we need to eat. It's easy. It's New York. That's what you do anyway. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, 
I do think we're headed for like a little bit of a dark time, but at least we have the vaccine light at the end of the tunnel. True. And are you planning on staying in New York City throughout? Yeah, probably the dark winter. Probably going to be here as long as I, they, I have like heavy FOMO, even when with New York being like, quote unquote, dead. Like, I just need to be here. This is my Dude, life. I, my, I, you know, I feel, I feel the same. Go ahead. Like, yeah, I feel if I'm not here, like I don't need to be in New York to be growing in my career necessarily. But I kind of do. I kind of just like being here. I like living my life. I would much rather have it be normal times. But even in this tiny apartment, even in a city with nothing really going on and nowhere to really walk about, I'd rather be here and just like. If I, it's if a I'm feeling. Out, yeah, it's a feeling. It's a feeling. It's also like if I'm outside of here, it's like, okay, that's a different version of me. That's a different life I'm living. And that's not necessarily the one that is like right. pursuing this New York dream. Right. Even like if it cut is out all the Yeah, like cut out all the fucking fat. You know, like you just need to be in New York City, like, you know, narrowing in. That's how kind yeah. of how I feel. Like I told you I was going to Florida for two weeks. I'm mm-hmm. like even getting a little bit antsy about it. Like obviously it'll be super nice and um, it'll be good to just like get out of New York because I haven't left New York, I don't think. Since like last February, I went wow. down to Florida. But uh, just besides that, like it, it'll be nice to get away from New York. But at the same time, like leaving New York, it's just such a feeling, you know, like it, nothing's yeah. really the same. It's kind of I feel a little bit of like a little bit of like a taking a break from a relationship vibe. I like it because it does kind of feel like staying in New York during a pandemic is like trying to stay friends with an ex, you know, yeah. like it's not the same. It's not going to work. It's not the same, but like <laughs> someone's going to get to jealous. go back to normal, <laughs> but it won't. But like, you're still, I don't know. You still need them in your life. You still like, you can't give up on it yet. Uh, and that's, and then you maybe have the relief. Well, that's what I felt when I was in, in Buffalo for a couple of weeks. I was like, Oh, this is actually kind of nice. I could actually see this, but it's like, nah, that you have, when were you back home? In like May. It, was, May, it was a while ago. It's beautiful up there in May. Like yeah, that's a good time. And fall, uh, trees and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I said, the last time you were on, my grandpa's up in uh, Syracuse, so I've definitely spent some time in upstate New York. Yeah, it's I'll, and I'll probably spend a couple couple weeks there in a couple weeks. You know, sp- spending around the holidays. So it's it's good, but at the end of the day, I'm and you got to feel the same way. I mean, I guess it's you grew up here, but it's like if ever I'm going to be a New Yorker, if I stuck around now, when am I going to leave? Like, right. Well, I'm I think here. just like going to college and being in a completely different environment for four years where there was nothing to do at my college at UConn. Like there was nothing. It was like there were really? there were like four restaurants that you could go to, one of them being Subway, three of the bars. So for the time, like the first two and a half years of school, I, you know, th- there's three bars on campus. So I, and if I had a fake ID, like I would get arrested, you know, like, so it yeah. was, it was definitely, um, definitely a change of pace and seeing how slow, I guess that part of the country moved. I was just like, all right, I need to be in New York yeah. full time. That's crazy. Cause everyone, pretty much everyone, they go to college and they're like, I'm finally, I finally have a life for the first time. Everyone's like, I can actually do stuff. It's actually cool. That's so funny. And especially UConn, like that's not like a small school. That's no, like it's a huge. major, yeah, <laughs> major dude. university. We won uh, the national championship in basketball my freshman year and senior year for the men. It's unbelievable. And then three out of the four years for the women's basketball team. That's insane. Yeah. So like huge basketball school, definitely a great program. And it was like super fun to go to the games, but like on a Friday night, in the middle of January when it was like 15 degrees and I couldn't go to any bars. And my only choice was to go to a frat house a mile and a half down the road and Uh, I couldn't get a sober ride. So I'd have to like jog to the frat house and then hopefully I would get in and then jog home. Seriously. (laughs) And then the parties, dude, were in like a cave in the basement and it used to get, bro, like 85 degrees in there. Like people just be sweating 
And then you come out and just be freezing. So that wasn't really your vibe in college. That wasn't what no, you were No, man. I think the thing is, like, I had such a great experience, and I ha- still have a bunch of friends friends from college, and I'm really happy I went there. But ultimately what dragged me to UConn was just being close to home. And that being yeah. able to play tennis was great, too. Yeah. I wanted to... I wanted to go to University of Miami, but they were saying that I wasn't going to be able to play tennis there for like at least the first two years. Mm-hmm. And then at UConn, I only ended up playing for like two and a half years, as you know. But I'm surprised you didn't like end up bizarre. somewhere like UCLA because I feel like that's what like New York kids do. I guess, but like my grades were not good enough, and the yeah. tennis team was too good, so that was just a okay. negative. <laughs> negative. <laughs> I was looking at like smaller Division three schools, but even mm-hmm. then, like. Uh, have you ever heard of Bates College in Maine? I'm not sure. So just like a, a school that like all these nerdy kids would go to, like they had a solid tennis team. I would have fit in perfectly on the tennis team, but it's just yeah. my grades, dude. Like yeah. my grades really fucking held me back. Let me tell right. you. And it like going to a private school where um, I don't want to say like it was harder by any means because it definitely wasn't. It was really? professional children's school, bro. I feel it like, like it would have been harder. Art school, no, uh. it definitely wasn't. But like. The fact that I didn't break a 3.0 really fucking hurt me. Like it, my entire time in high school. Yeah. And I and I averaged uh finished um college with a 3.0, but like yeah. I cheated a bunch, but like still. It's crazy to do better in college. Yeah, so that's it didn't crazy. Make, it didn't make any sense to me. I think I dropped a full point in college. <laughs> <laughs> Just cuz like if I did have like I don't know, like a 3. Point something in change, I think I could have maybe gone to a I don't even know. What's like a tier up? From uh, from uh, UConn, yeah, Michigan would, maybe. UConn, kinda. I don't know much, but I like. I I would think Michigan's better, but I hear UConn, yeah. and I think like I respect UConn's it. like it's like a UConn, Syracuse, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of like that, you know, th- that kind of mix of like similar schools in terms of like yeah. academics. Okay, that's and fair. then it's like a like I was saying, like um, a Michigan would be higher, but like even Michigan, like all these schools had great tennis teams, and like. My grades were just a factor to the point where, like, I wasn't going to be strictly going to school and then tennis was an afterthought. Yeah. I, I also, like, really wanted to play tennis in school, which is, like, such a weird decision. I mean, I mean, that'll get you with, with the worst grades. If you got a sport, you got a talent, who cares what you're Exactly, doing? <laughs> dude. Exactly. That's a, that's a big difference. Yeah. So uh, playing tennis for two and a half years was fun, but um, I, I, I got over that relatively, qu- relatively quickly, like, after I realized that... Um, I'd rather just just partay. <laughs> so like hang. yeah, what? How like cool was your life in in high school? Like in in New York, were you just insane. having a blast, dude? It was insane. Like I when, by the time I turned seventeen, I was like I was getting tables at clubs with my seventeen <laughs> year old friends. Like Did that's everyone, how like, crazy just New York was. That you were seventeen and not care. They must or? have yes. Because I feel like have, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Just because also when I turned twenty one, like it was I like it was a, I did a big party at this club, yeah. and I, t- I was telling everyone I was twenty one, <laughs> and like half the <laughs> people were like, like, "What? You were tw- you were twenty years old before then?" Right. But like growing up in the city, I I feel like there was just so much nonsense going on, you know, between like sneaking out of the house, coming home late on the subway. I don't. There was just like a lot more independence growing up in the city, as you can imagine. Yeah, the subway because this is pre Uber. Yeah. At this point, too. So yeah. being able to just pop over wherever. Subway or cab. You know, like, I didn't have to have my parents pick me up from, like, a house party or something, yeah. which you probably did, no? I I didn't party at all in high school. Well, I would have, but yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but just, like, going from, like, a, a house party and then your parents picking you up at a certain time. seems mm-hmm. that, like, being not in a city is the move for raising a child. Well, you seem like... A well-adjusted, and yeah, you didn't, dude. Like, but lose one, your mind but bro, college. I'm like, I'm one of the few people that is not yeah. nuts. I'd say, like, 
I knew a lot of kids who rent, went to rehab yeah. and had issues just because, like, maybe their parents weren't present. They had too much access to shit. Um, it's definitely a felt cliche. They were cool. It is a cliche, man. Kid, yeah. Like, city kids were not that well-behaved. Like, rich, neglectful parents with, like, Abs- a prescription Absolutely, pills. bro. <laughs> like, they'd be CEOs of, like, finance companies, and then, you know, they'd be out working... Yeah. Whatever it is, 12, 13 hours a day. Yeah. Like you had initially been doing at your right, job, right, right? right? Yeah. My kids and are trash. Yeah. And then, like, their mom would be, you know, taking prescription pills or whatever it was. Yeah. And then you come back, very pop, quintessential. Into, <laughs> pop into that medicine cabinet and get after. I don't know. I just assume it's Gossip Girl. No, <laughs> dude. I mean, like, there were definitely some schools that would, wouldn't mind having the, um, I guess, like, the, the image of like a gossip girl, you know, people, yeah. people wouldn't mind being told that like, oh yeah, my school is like gossip girl or yeah. my school is based off of gossip girl. Right. Or the other way around. I feel, I mean? feel like there are several people I've met in New York that have said that to me. Oh, that's really <laughs> fucking <laughs> annoying. <laughs> but I mean, what, so what was like, would you guys go like, you have homecoming, would you go like post homecoming to like a bar? Well, <laughs> when I, when I went to like the professional children's school, there was none of that. Okay. Like, I, it was like a performing arts school. Mm. So the, the school that I went through K through eight w- was like a K through 12 school. So a bunch of the kids who were in the high school, like nine through 12, I used to hang out with mm-hmm. and they had more so of like a normal uh, high school life. But the thing okay. was like, this particular school was just in, like a building on 17th um, and 2nd Avenue. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like a big ass building. It wasn't like there was grass and like some right. of the schools uptown have like football fields and stuff like that. But this gymnasium with the basketball court, you know, held like 200 people. Yeah. It was just like a, a, a small vibe always. It was also, also a Quaker school. Was it really? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So there was a uh, silent meeting every morning. For like uh, 15 minutes. Was that something you got into or just like no. you knew it was part of the deal? No, no, no. I didn't get into that. <laughs> I mean, were... I started going there since like when I was in kindergarten. Okay. And I think uh, my parents sent me there because it was like close to where we lived. And it seemed like a chill school. But besides that, it wasn't really like a, a reason why I went there. Okay. like the oatmeal squares, though. I did yeah, yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> I, I, one do, thing right. I do. I have... Um, I have been kind of a big oatmeal guy recently. I don't know why I switch. I switched up to it. How yeah. about you? What do you eat for breakfast? Uh, I, eat, I eat breakfast at like twelve o'clock, and I uh, make some eggs. Yeah, it's, it's very consistent. I'm big. I got my second coffee here, but okay. uh, big make make myself that coffee. Kind of ride out the morning, and this this used to change. I used to like go into the office and get uh, French toast and put peanut butter on it. Oh wow! <laughs> and that's like a bodybuilder meal, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look at me. Uh, <laughs> no, I my my fitness plan is to get in shape three months out of the year and then fade away and then try to bring it back. It's so like a steady are you cycle. at the are you at the fade away mark right now? Do you feel normally I would have been peaking two weeks ago, but this year has kind of taken its toll. So I've been doing many many fade and regains. Where throughout. <laughs> Where are you going to the gym right now? I have. <laughs> oh, I think you told me this. Crunch? No. I, I was I was a blink boy, um, but I'm out of the gym. I, I, I am had like, a blink boy. Yeah. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I you see, say I yeah. Keys. I see it on my keys right here, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great. Yeah. I mean, I got like a month in before I was like, all right, I can't. I can't. When cases were like down and gym was open, I was in for a second. When was that? Like September. Okay. September, August, maybe. Uh, but now I have one dumbbell. It's adjustable. 
So that's oh <laughs> nice. So you put it in like that thing, and then it goes up to whatever amount. It goes up to like fifty pounds. I thought it was like eighty pounds, and I thought there were two of them. So I made a mistake with that order. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> bought one, and it was just like super expensive. Yeah. Also, were they jacking up the price of that? Because I remember during like May and a- like April and May, it was no joke how expensive those dumbbells. Everything were. and all my Instagram ads are just like at home fitness stuff. I'm not like a huge workout guy, even. I just like enough, and it's purely. Purely for aesthetic purposes. I don't care about my health at all. Like, right. if I could just take a bad for you pill and look amazing, I would yeah. do that. They're like steroids. <laughs> I was like, hang on a second. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd say for me, it's probably like 50-50, to be honest. Just because, like, I'm, I'm vegan now. Yeah. I'm going to the gym. So, like, I think the health and the aesthetics are kind of 50-50 for me. That's kind of got to be, like, ingrained in your personality now, too. You might as well, like, yeah. care about your health. Yeah. So, like, today, have you have you been to Veggie Grill, by the way? Have I've, you ever I've heard not. of Veggie Grill? Have I've you heard not. of it? I, c- uh, I can theorize it. Yes. This delicious vegan restaurant that has, it's not a restaurant. It's, like, a just salad kind of place. You know, like, quick, like, grab and go. But um, I had the burrito. And I had it without cheese and without soy cream. So that's mm-hmm. like the healthiest I've kind of been. I okay. used to be doing that like a lot over the summer. Yeah. Just when like I had nothing to do and I was working out a ton. I would just really watch what I was going to eat, watch, watch what I was eating. Uh-huh. But now I'm slowly starting to get back into that into that mix. And it's a, it's like when you get to a point where you're, you are not so worried about the taste of your food always, it's really, um, really a great little experience. I could be really into that, but I'm fairly picky eater and like at least during quarantine like i drink just a decent enough amount to where like you can never like fully be in a fitness zone if you're drinking most nights i agree not even like heavily yeah you don't drink period yeah i almost don't like i'll occasionally uh like toss one back like before i go on like a date or something Mm -hmm. just like you know clear out the nerves and i'll have like one or two on the date but recently, um, I, I guess the last time I drank was probably like two weeks ago. And it takes me like more than 24 hours to really wow. get the alcohol out of me. You're talking like a night. You had yourself a night and it took you 24 hours. Not even like, a night, dude. Like four drinks. I mean, maybe really. people will consider that a night. But like four drinks. And I also feel like I'm not going out to dinner. And I never really was kind of like this. I'm not going out to dinner and like having a glass of wine or having yeah. one cocktail. Like yeah. if I'm going to drink, like I'm going to drink. I'm going to have a few. Sure. You know what I mean? Just because, like, I feel like that's such a waste. Oh, I it guess, is. I guess people like the taste of wine. Do you? I don't. I don't mind it, but like, I'm definitely trying to catch a buzz. Like, if I go, yeah, if I go out for dinner, I'm not going to get like a fifteen dollar old fashioned and then just be like, like that's it's fine. But I'm not spending fifteen dollars to just drink something. There's, it's never worth it. Yeah. It's good that you. It's good that you drink a tiny bit though, because if you didn't drink at all, then you'd I'd have be to be weird. like, I can't. I don't drink. And if you had a beer, it would be a big deal. But you have like the perfect balance. You're taking care of yourself, but you don't have to like have something yeah. looming over it. If like, you, if dude, you I'm like, thank God, I like weed more than drinking, mm-hmm. and like, I'm I'm very alone in my friend group and such that like nobody is like me. You know, like people really like drinking more than smoking weed. It's and a it's a drinking city. It's New it York because because that's a thing. You know, you go out and meet your friends at a bar. It's a yes. good it's a good year for a guy like you, yeah, dude. This is my year. Do you smoke weed? <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty often. Really? Yeah, I mean more because of quarantine. But okay, I'm not like a I'm not like a big social smoker. Really? Okay. I mean, um, I'm either way. Like, I'll I'll smoke before I do anything. Like for yeah. podcasts, though, I'll cut it off three hours before just because like you and I wouldn't have this gory, like glorious yeah. flow. I'd be like, uh, uh, uh. So, like, for example, right now it's 540. Like, I mm. would cut it off. I guess we started, like, you know, we 40 minutes ago or whatever. I would yeah. cut it off at, like, a 2 p.m. Just because, yeah. like, I feel that, like, 
if I do have it right away and I'm trying to articula- articulate, mm-hmm. I have trouble doing that. It's it's hit or miss for me. Sometimes it's like, oh, I'm I'm on point. I'm making some great observations. Other yeah. time it's like, I think everything is a metaphor and I'm just making no sense. Yeah, it's hard to just like bring it out, put it I out. Can't, I can't really, I've never really succeeded high on stage. I've only done a few times and never anything important. Yeah. But I feel disconnect. What about being drunk on stage? I'm... I wouldn't do that for a big show, but I, it works well for me usually. Uh, so I, I used to like once a week, I would get like fairly drunk and I would just go up with no material and see what happens, record it, see if anything cool came out. More confident, better in the crowd work, quicker on stuff like that. But there is the fake connect you feel by being drunk. Like, oh, we are really vibing. And you're like, not as much as you think. You sound stupid. But uh, I have enough of a persona of like being a little bit weird, being a little bit of a character that like... Bro, I was just crying at the last tweet that you put out. By the way, keep going. <laughs> keep going with your story. Uh, um, I'll never just say it after. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I, can, I, I can get weird. So if I'm weird because I'm drunk, it's not that much different than if yeah. I'm just weird, weird. Same, right, right, same right. deal socially. Right. Yeah. Right. But I mean, but dude, you're really not a weird guy. I can see I you potentially like putting on that persona, but you're really not. I dude, know. What, was the, what was the tweet that you said? You're like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was Adam Driver <laughs> said, let's go for a drive. <laughs> and Peter Parker goes, let's just stay here. <laughs> that it? Did I butcher that? Or was no, that go for that? a ride. That was, was the only... Yeah. I was fucking dying. <laughs> Peter Parker was like, eh, no, yeah, I'd rather just stay I, here. I like, to, I like to tweet stuff like that. Usually wordplay, usually puns. And uh, I got caught for a second during quarantine in the sad boy stuff. And I had to purge my account a little bit of that. I'm like, let's just keep it light. Let's keep it funny. Let's get Seriously, weird. I'm Peter Moran, one of the funnier. Seriously, dude, one of the funniest Twitters I've I've encountered. And I, really I just I that. just started a Twitter like, I don't know what oh, it was, three right. weeks ago. I'm that's not right. I'm not such a Twitter guy. I don't know. I would like to become more of a Twitter guy, but it's tough. It's good to be good at for comedy, but it's it sucks to like be on Twitter a lot. And I was for a while during quarantine. How do you mean? Like scrolling? Yeah, just wasting time, just like one thing after another. There's a lot. You can tune in on a conversation about anything ever, which is great. But you can also go Reddit, you mean? Yeah, kind of like that. Like people are talking about, yeah, there's a huge topic. Everyone's talking about the election, whatever. Like we're tuning into that. Everyone's talking about COVID for a while. But really anything, any movie, any show, whatever people are talking about, some sporting event. I like that about Twitter. But you can just hop on the echo chamber. Now that I follow so many people, it's like you just scroll for days. And and it's usually pretty Twitter. It's cool to be negative. So right. I try to stay away from that. It just, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. It, it messes, messes with your head if you take it too seriously or get too deep. I put a lot of attention towards growing my account because it's important, and it's good exercise writing and writing like tight little jokes. But as a user, I don't want to be a big Twitter user, like consumer. You know, right. um, you're talking about shows. Are you watching anything in particular now? Did I ask you that on episode sixty nine? I we we touched on a teacher, a teacher. for a second. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. I'm live on a teacher. I just finished oh, first by the season way, of we, Industry. Also, we were talking about um, how there might not be another episode of a, a teacher. I guess there is going to be. Another there is one. okay. I guess okay. this Tuesday. There's like one more. I'm maybe. excited. Yeah, me too. Industry. I like started watching that. The English show, right? Yeah, yeah. So main character is American, uh, but okay. yeah. But it was just like um, an American who works at a investment bank in England. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little Wolf of Wall Streety. It's just that classic, like high-paced corporate show. Everyone does a ton of drugs. Everything's like over-dramatized. I enjoyed it a lot, to be honest. But it's like, as a guy that works at an investment bank, it's like this is okay. What? What? I mean, what was it like? I should clarify that I don't have like the most glamorous job there. I'm not an investment banker. I work in risk. Uh, 
it's intense in terms of the hours, in terms of the like, yeah, all right, we're just gonna go out drinking with the coworkers after this, and then you come back in like to? three hours. Not there are some events. Like what? What would I do? I got I'm not I'm not drinking Yukon grad. Yeah, well, the Yukon grad that sounds <laughs> popular. That, you're, you're good on that. Right. <laughs> you just show up and uh, pretend to be someone that you're not <laughs> for the sake of a job. Right. I think. I mean, you can eat. People <laughs> aren't like it, every job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like your boss is like, take this shot. But like it a little bit, maybe it might be. <laughs> is there a lot of cocaine use? I was never into it. Not as much as people think there is. Not mm-hmm. and not not for me. I also fucking hate cocaine. Oh, my really? God, dude. Yes. Like <laughs> if you if you think about it, I think like the more quiet people who do it and then they they love it. Yeah. You know? But like if that you're already sense. like me, like kind of like, ah, like yeah. ah, this and that, like I just, I, I turn the opposite. I like become mellow when I do cocaine. It was like when I used to take Adderall uh-huh. from like the ages of eight to 15, insane that I did that, by the way. Classic I was just Manhattan. like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I was just a full zombie. Yeah. And I used to be like at baseball camp and like they'd be giving me uh. my Adderall in the morning and then they'd find it like next to the drain <laughs> on the side of, on the side of the street. I didn't want to take it, just man. Like, it just it, like zoom, zombied me out. Yeah. Did you ever take Adderall? Not prescribed. I've I've oh taken it. I've taken it to play poker. I've taken it Interesting. like partying, I guess, a little bit. I love it, to be honest. What I, the fuck? I don't. The People reason, do love it. The reason I've never tried like cocaine is because I think I would love it. I think I'd be obsessed with it. I would be a coke guy for sure. I would love it. You might be. I, I yeah, I am a coke guy that doesn't do coke, <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> and I, like that's why I can't. I say. <laughs> I'm like, um, crazy drug though. Yeah, I, I would say that that'd be that'd be one of the scarier things to get addicted to for sure. You think? Eh, maybe heroin too, like the needles. If you go like heroin or meth or something like that, it's like you can almost joke about it because like no one does it, but like people kind of a little bit. Did you know anyone like growing up who like got super into it? No, but but my hometown was like kind of slash is a center for the opioid crisis. Like definitely more heroin addicts in Buffalo than most cities. I think I've kind of heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely a thing. I don't personally, eh, that might not actually be true. Um, but I don't closely know anyone that was like a drug addict or like, like hardcore drugs like that. Um, but, but in New York doing Coke is like the most casual thing. You don't think of it as like, Oh, hard drugs. It's like, yeah, it's Saturday. Did you hear, um, I'm pretty sure it was Colombia that they're potentially thinking about legalizing cocaine. Really? Yes. I, what about Oregon? You can everything's yeah, you decriminalized. Can, like, do mushrooms and like do uh, LSD. I'm pretty sure you can have like a small amount of yeah. coke on you. Yeah. Oh, was it really? I think I think pretty much any drug. I'm n- I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure like any drug you can just have like a normal amount if it's like above whatever distribution amount is. It's an issue, but yeah. I mean, if we're able to keep an eye on it, like as a government and make money off of it, I don't know. But I mean, is it such a bad thing? Like, why? I'm, I'm curious as to what initially, like, obviously Nixon was like, you know, made all these drugs like a schedule one drug. Mm-hmm. Inside what? It was Nixon, right? I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, j- just in general, like, I, I wonder why there was like a, a full, like a full wall in front of people doing drugs for such a long time like what who cares it is a weird thing and like they can definitely destroy your life but a lot of people think that the system uh, makes people destroy their lives more easily because then you go to jail and then you what are you gonna do you're a convict addict like why not just get back into it yeah 
I so. started. I was. I started watching Sixty Days In. You ever see the show? No. Like a ton of people just like do for petty drugs are in there for months, months at a time. It's crazy. And meanwhile, I've been caught personally, bro, smoking weed three on three separate occasions, wow. and I've never been booked, which is fucked up. What you get Imagine, a ticket? No, no, dude, I've never even gotten a ticket. Nothing. Just like knocked off. Yeah, like you know how many people have been caught for weed one fucking time, and they're doing how many years in jail? It's not fair. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely terrible, and that's I mean. I think that's something that has been given some light this year is like because I have a sister that works in criminal defense. Oh, so cool. I'm like a little bit more aware of like some of the atrocities going on okay. or was. But it's insane. And, and when you think about when you think about our jobs and like how much people just like kind of fake it and just like do stuff and don't really care. Like, wait, that, wait what th- do you mean? What do you mean? Like you bullshit a lot at your job and you pretend you know what you're doing, but you don't really. And like things get swept under the rug. I can see that even on a high level. I can see just. Like judges and and people in the justice system, just like, oh yeah, this guy got screwed, but like I'm not gonna embarrass myself by trying to like undo this or whatever. And uh. it's just like someone's life is entirely ruined. Maybe it's not even malicious. Maybe it's just like I'm not gonna like handle the undoing and the apologizing that it would take to like legitimately give this person a second lease on life that totally deserves it. And people just get screwed. It, it's crazy. It's it's messed up. I think we need some sort of justice reform, but like. I, I've heard that I've heard that phrase so many times, but how do you fully enact it? You know, do you say that everybody who's done crimes that you know hasn't killed anyone or greatly affected someone can get out of jail in X amount of years or something like that? Like there should be a limit. You know what I mean? Like obviously, if you have a hundred pounds of weed and you're trying to distribute it out of your apartment, okay, maybe you would get more in trouble uh, than the average person. Fine, but like. If you have an ounce of weed, like there's no under no circumstance or set of laws should you go to jail for the rest of your life. It's unbelievable. I I don't think I don't think you should ever be in jail for life in a nonviolent crime and very few violent crimes. Like, right. And what like what's up with that? Why has that not been a topic of conversation? Like anything that doesn't involve killing someone, you can only go to jail for X amount of time. You'd think, <laughs> you'd think, but th- it's it just like in. I don't fully know your story, but I, from what you said, like probably a similar amount of privilege that you've experienced in Abs- life. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And I, I feel terrible for it. Seriously. Like yeah. the fact that I've been caught three separate times, mm-hmm. known to, to, known to be smoking weed, dude. Yeah. And like nothing happened of it. It's, it's crazy. And what happened to you though, is what should happen. <laughs> right. Like right. it should no, be like, absolutely. Hey, you can't do that. When I got caught smoking weed in my dorm at UConn, they tested yeah. me um, for marijuana, uh-huh. and I tested positive. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then for um, like the next six months, they tested me like every other week, make sure I wasn't doing it. And then summer came, and then it was like the um, it was junior year of college, and then they drug tested me as soon as I came back, and I failed again. Yeah. So I failed two drug tests in college. This was like. On, while I was on the tennis team, did you not have like some plan to get it out of your system, or were you just like, no? I'm I wa- no, I did. Well, after the first time, I was like, all right, I guess I'm not going to smoke weed. And then I also was like, <laughs> I was like chugging cranberry juice. Right. Like <laughs> the day I got back from summer break, and they were drug testing me, and I heard they were going to test me. I had like a gallon of cranberry oh juice that didn't fucking work. <laughs> but then, um, so yeah, the the second time I failed, and then I knew at some point they were going to test me, and I kn- I knew that when they brought me back in and they were going to test me again, I wasn't going to show up. Yeah, and I was just gonna, I was just gonna call it quits there. So, so it's that's how you ended up. your career. Yeah. With 
<laughs> but I, I ended my career on a no show to a drug test. But I had told, I it had been known that I wasn't that like I was not fucking with the we, team anymore, man. We need Stephen A. to judge. You I right know. Now. Stay, Stay off, off the weed. <laughs> it's fucked up that I did that, but ultimately, man, like. I did a lot of great shit after that. You know about Ryan Leaf? Have you heard of Ryan Leaf? I'm familiar, yeah. Yeah, so I wrote a fucking movie script about Ryan Leaf, 112 pages. It's still on my it's still on my computer. If anyone wants to read it, let That's me know. But just like I did a couple of passion projects like that and my life I felt like was much more rewarding than it was being on the tennis team at UConn cuz also dude oh, during COVID, so like f- 6 months ago, the tennis team actually got cut. For real. Yeah, man, which is, like, very sad, obviously, wow. for the kids that are playing on the team now and such. But, like, we had, I think, like, two or three scholarships on our team. And then the women's tennis team had, like, eight wow. because of Title Nine, where, like, they had to... Oh, in um, different sports. Yeah, in different sports where they had to overcompensate for the amount of scholarships that women had. Just mm-hmm. because since, like, 19... I can't remember. Since, like, 1975 or something. So football's teams, weighing it heavily. Yeah, and, like, yeah. football and basketball, especially at a UConn. Yeah. So realistically, all the men's tennis team did was just like take money from the school. Yeah. You know, like we would travel to Florida and play all these matches and, you know, they put us up in all these hotels and all this crap. And like we're not making any money from the crowd watching right, us or right. whatever it is. So like uh, the only reason they really kept us around, I think, was for so long was because we had good GPAs and it was like solid to have a tennis team and us being like us being at a school where the basketball team brought in so much money, the football team even mm-hmm. did. And the thing was, we had such a crazy like gear contract because Nike was giving UConn basketball like $80 million a year in just gear. So we would have like the sickest shoes, the sickest sweatpants and sweatshirts. And like that, that's also like another reason I wanted to go there. Just oh, the glam sure. of the gear. I still have yeah. a lot of it, even though they made me give, a, give back some of the stuff when I, when I didn't show up for that third drug test. <laughs> it's like if you, if you don't still wear like your college gear to the gym, you weren't a college athlete. Oh, that's bro. <laughs> I sometimes do wear my college tennis shirt, but then I feel soft, dude, especially <laughs> yeah. like when I'm trying to hit the bench big. Like, fuck yeah, dude. I also don't know how anyone does fucking 10 reps of 225. Seriously, if you can do that, you're an impressive human. I cannot do that. 11 That's right a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight, dude. 225 yeah. on the bench. I also feel like maybe I have long arms. You I've do. got a strong yeah, you don't back. Have, you don't have a benching bag. You got long yeah, arms. Yeah, dude. So I can, the pull downs, you know, mm. back pull downs, I'll crush. Really? Yeah. So like, but I, I, I tend to. Dude, I've been wearing my tank top to the gym. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, so I, you know I what's a, up. I, yeah, dude. I got a nice <laughs> little look going. Uh, but um, yeah, man, I really hope they don't close down the gyms um, in such a short period of time. But like as soon as they kind of shut down the gym, that's like when I'm probably going to go down to Florida. Because my dad is in Florida. He like, uh-huh. lives down there partially. So um, as soon as they close the gyms up here, man, it might just be time for me to go down there. Yeah. Just because like obviously everywhere in Florida is open. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be time to like go down there and just experience some warm for a little bit. But we'll yeah, see. I mean, it's the time to go. You're living that old guy New York life. You are so New York. Your your dad lives in Florida. <laughs> Everything about you. Yeah, from freaking growing up and uh, going to clubs when I was 17 years old. It was it was um it was a time that I could have definitely fallen off the wagon, man. Yeah, is that why you don't drink or like do hard drugs? No, 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 no. That'd be interesting though if like I yeah. just couldn't handle it. Yeah. No. Um. I think that, like, drinking-wise, it just, like, started to affect, like, how I was feeling. Yeah. And I used to drink a lot. Like, I used to drink, like, I used to be 
you know, I would go to like, th- do you ever remember Fat Baby, the comedy club? It closed down probably like okay. three years ago. Okay. I'm not um, so I used to like go to comedy clubs like during the weekend. I used to get wasted like on a mm-hmm. Wednesday to the point where like I'd show up to the office like with bags under my eyes. I'd be yeah. like, this is terrible. Yeah. And it got to the point like when I was saying earlier how I can't just really or I don't ever really just want to have one drink. Mm-hmm. So it usually end up being an, like a, a four or five, six drink night, which like doesn't work unless it's like on a Friday or Saturday. Yeah. During a day job. So. Maybe it was to the point where, like, I couldn't really just stop at one. But, like, Mm -hmm. I never really wanted to stop at one. I was like, I either wanted to drink four, five, or six, or zero. That's, I don't even think that's, like, I get, (laughs) that's, like, a sign of, like, alcoholism. (laughs) Definitely (laughs) But it's, like, not. It's, like, (laughs) like, let's just be honest with ourselves. If if one turns into 14 and you're, like, can't get out of bed in the morning, that's one thing. But it's, like. Which has definitely happened. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, the threshold Depending on your tolerance, I suppose, but the threshold of like there was a reason for drinking is probably like three or four drinks of like you even like feel something it changed you to right. some extent. Um, I'm just I'm you should start drinking more, dude. dude <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, I would I would never come home like at at a six p.m. and like pour myself a vodka soda. That yeah. sounds like some serial killer shit. Yeah, yeah. Would you is, do that? I would not during not prior to quarantine, but would I come and make my. I'll make myself like a, a whiskey like, on the rocks. Yeah. I'll make myself a scotch Shag and coke. Me as that guy. Oh, wow. Scotch and coke. Pull up the Cigar. laptop. Stare at writing something. I feel cool. Okay. I, feel, I, I mean, I'm not saying that's you every. Shit, you like <laughs> swirl the oh, yeah. glass a little bit. I had like one of those. cubes in it. I took, I took a mixology class for, for oh, a second. I got. Nice. Yeah. But so I have a time place. Okay. So what is that like? Uh, you just. You just learn like six drinks and like a bunch of like cool terms and a few like uh, you learn how to use like the the uh, like garnishes and <laughs> simple syrup. But uh, do they send you home with like a little kit? Uh, no, but they recommend one. It's like twenty bucks on Amazon. And do they send you home with a menu that particular menu? Yeah, yeah. Huh. It was cool. It's where like that's a cool first date. Is definitely. I'm gonna make. Like, oh, what's your favorite drink? I can make it. And I do make like a oh, good I, I drink. Oh, I thought you meant like going to the mixology class oh, yeah. with your date. That was that was a date as well. Oh, so, so you took so a date yeah. to the mixology class? Date took me, actually. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. How did that end up? I mean, um, you're not still seeing her. Not still seeing her, but still every date, time right? I make a drink, I, I named Think a drink after her. her and I had to change it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Gina. It's purple <laughs> and has flowers in it. <laughs> Uh, that was a drink, actually. Too yeah. funny, man. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know if I've ever really met a girl who could hang with me, like smoking wise, yeah. potentially. Like not even close, actually. Like maybe yeah. like the girls that I hang out with can like take a puff or two, mm-hmm. but they're like, you know, they're not trying to like be social or whatever it is. You know, like yeah. girls can keep up with like drinking. I feel like, but like I don't know. I've yet to find yet to find like a stoner girl uh-huh. or a girl who enjoys smoking on every night. You you strike me as someone who would be difficult to <laughs> keep up with that because because you like roll joints yeah 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 that's just it's a different it's a different world for some maybe it's just whatever you're used to but that's what always gets me is like someone like actually passes <laughs> me something <laughs> like actual flower <laughs> or maybe it's I just normal. <laughs> what like a bowl or even just like everyone smokes a pen now i feel like oh um, okay yeah yeah sure you smoke a pen yeah that's mo- most frequently so it's i don't know it's not like i won't smoke a joint but if I ever like, oh, where am I? It was because of someone else's weed. It's always that. Do you do edibles too? Do you like edibles? Yeah, yeah. And I actually usually handle it pretty well as opposed to how I used to. But again, that's just like what I'm used to taking. It could mm-hmm. be someone else. I'm like, oh, 
Yeah. I'm gone. Does your roommate smoke pot? No, not with me. Is that ever an issue? What? No, with Never you. has. But it's also a pen. No one has an issue with like yeah. weed a smoke pen. when yeah, it's yeah. a pen. Totally. I haven't. If I were to just like roll Probably up a joint, dead, he yeah. might he might have an issue. Okay. Um. So you haven't tried that done. yet? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> now you have an activity for tonight. Yeah. yeah. What'd you do today, bro? We didn't even talk about your day. Jesus. I'm yeah. I'm so rude. <laughs> it was a slow one. I'm oh. not gonna lie. It was a slow one. We got uh, slept in. Like I'm a big. I'm awake at ten, but I'm in bed till twelve on weekend kind of guy. Nice. So those are sorry. I have my coffee, doing like a, some morning pages, watching some TV. Read you, have a little a bit. you have a TV in your room? Bedroom TV. Crucial. If you got a small place and a roommate, got to have bedroom TVs. Gotta I, hear have you. That. I hear you. So I put my iPad on the wall in like a little holder. That's okay. my TV. That'll do. Yeah. That's that's something. I'm a, I like to fall asleep. I, I like a screen until the moment I fall asleep. So wow. I'm a big screen addict. How often do you end up turning it off before you go to bed? Though? Or do I you will turn it three? off. I will turn it off. Um, like every time, but I know it's like, oh, I can't watch this anymore. All right. Going to sleep. It's, it's like, it's perfect. Actually. What time do you usually go to sleep? Everything's pushed back. Cause I can sleep in anymore. So probably like one ish, one thirty. Wow. There was a moment during quarantine where I was up to like four, like every night. Wow. It was, so, yeah. bro. I go to bed at like nine. I based on That's your, your morning habits. I was like, <laughs> we're yeah. probably awake for like the same six hours. Dude, it's hilarious. <laughs> and we just have a great time. That's so funny. Uh, but anyway, go ahead. What else? What else did you do today? Um, I wrote, I, I'm a little bit of a writer's block going on. So I went for a long walk, tried to jog it, came back, got a few more words down, um, watched a little bit of Veep. That's uh, the show that nice, I'm binging right now. Nice, good show. And uh, yeah, had, had a late lunch, if you want to call it, and made made my coffee and then I came over here. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a, a pretty a quiet pretty chill Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Um, so woke up. I went on a f- cold ass run this morning, did some legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a coffee from Starbucks. One of the better coffees, I'd say. Yeah. It's, it's getting a high rating. I haven't done the rating yet for uh, okay. Starbucks, but it's very high. I enjoy Starbucks. Just maybe, standard coffee. Maybe more so than, maybe more so than um, other coffees and such. Really? Black uh, Starbucks iced coffee, yeah. Black iced. Yeah. I used to drink that, actually. Yeah, that is good. I used yeah. to drink that when I was back in the office. Um, so I was hanging. Then I met uh, Giulio Gallerati at Veggie Grill. Had a burrito, and then we went to the cemeteries, man. We, <laughs> oh, yeah. We, yeah, we saw his cousin's plot, and it was insane. It was literally the first plot upon entering the Prospect Park um, funeral home. It's not a funeral home, cemetery. bro. Why do I keep saying that? Cemetery. <laughs> and then we uh, found some like ladies' uh, cookbook grave, which is nice. <laughs> but we had a nice little adventure. Um, anytime I go to adventure with that guy, it's usually fun. We put on like a lot of steps when yeah. I hang out with him. That's how I know he's a good influence. You know, like all we really ever do, cause he doesn't smoke so much mm-hmm. is like go out on walks and like go to a nice little lunch place. That's a good vibe. Yeah. Spe- he's a good right influence. Now. It's yeah, walking right time. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Uh, just, just getting out and, and doing something like that's what it takes is to you know just, what I mean, I would love to do that with like a chick, you know, I would I love know. to do that with a girl and have like that kind of dynamic. But I don't know, man. Time will tell. But like walk, I'd say walking, smoking weed and going to the gym are are some of my favorite pastimes. I would say I I would say, oh, yeah, those are those are great. I I, I walk with um, with women. (laughs) I've been been known to to show off my stride. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great that's like 
I think walking was invented romantically initially. I think. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> it's it. like eighteen like hundred long walks on the beach. <laughs> yeah, where do you think yeah. that came from? Started walking. Yeah, no, I think I think if you were if you were with someone, that would be like a regular activity. Yeah, we're taking applications, so um, you know, let us know over here. Ted Jones World at Gmail dot com. Yeah. Ted Jones World on IG. Oh, what is that? I'm Peter Moran on yeah. on Twitter. I'm Peter Moran on IG. Yeah. I'm Peter Moran on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. God, dude. It's always this me. Is, this is beautiful, man. So, Pete, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up this week's lovely 71st episode? I I think I had my fill. I We've left enough on, on the table to come back to. You think I'm, so? I'm leaving a cliffhanger. This is really perfect. Pete Moran, thank you so much for joining us. And um, I think we'll be hearing from you a lot more, correct? That sounds right. All right. Perfect, man. We will see you guys for episode 72. Uh, thank you very much. Cheers. Ted Jones messed with the wrong melon farmers. Ted Jones, I also call him the eighth wonder of the real estate world. Ted Jones. Who knows? You know, it could be. Ted Jones? The Ted Jones World Podcast.